Hello, 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 everybody. I am so excited. Episode 10, and we have a special guest, Heather Fairman. Heather, say hello. Hi, I'm Heather. I'm so excited to share her with you, everyone. I met her at the gym, and this is, uh, this is how it went down. I have friends at the gym. You know, when you go to a gym for a long time, you start to have a few people you know there. And in the years that I've been there, I don't know, maybe six years at the gym, I've never had anyone refer a teacher to me to go to yoga or one of the classes. But in one week, I had two people tell me, you gotta go to Heather's class on Monday if you like yoga. And so I thought, I have to check this girl out. And I went, and I did, and she's here to talk to you. We're always talking about communication and how you can connect with other people, how you connect with yourself. And it's not just connecting with your mind. You know, I teach people metacognition, how to think about what you're thinking about, but it's also about connecting with your body. So I'm super excited that you're here, Heather. And let's just start out telling people what got you interested in the whole mind-body-spirit connection in the first place. Obviously, if you teach yoga, especially the way you teach, you definitely care about that connection. So what got you interested? I, I actually was also inspired by a teacher at a gym. I walked into a yoga class and thought, well, I'm a member of the gym. I think I'll try this. And um, walked into this one teacher. It was hard, but it was great. I felt so good afterwards, and I loved it. And I just kept going to yoga. And finally, I actually asked her. We were going to be moving away. And I said, do you think I could teach? Do you think this is something? And she's like, of course, anybody could teach. Um, and I was just fascinated by how with yoga you really get in touch with your body um you learn about your body you learn about your mind and you can take those lessons off the mat sometimes and and into your life so it just it, it fascinates me then i went to um i have a 500 hour yoga education which means the basic 200 hour plus an additional 300 hour and um, my favorite part of that education was the anatomy lessons. Oh, and I do know why, because of the lesson that I had with you. It had to do with that. I'm super excited for you to share. Okay, yeah. go on. I had a lot of fun learning about um, the specifics of the body and getting it into the real nitty gritty of the bones and muscles and um, how we can get in touch with those. and. Um, have that all integrated because yoga is about integrating your mind and your body about them connecting seamlessly um, and communicating with each other um, and then just taking that out into the world so um, I'd like to mention something called proprioception which is knowing where your body is in space. Um, if you Google it, they, some, some of the sites call it the sixth sense. Oh. Um, it's, it's kind of, you know, taste, touch, like that. Um, and proprioception is knowing where your body is in space. Some people are born with great proprioception, right? And a lot of times those people become athletes. Yes. Because they know exactly, yeah, they're very in touch with their body. They know where it is in space. They know what it's doing and they know how to control it. Um, but some people aren't born with that great proprioception, but we can learn it through yoga or other kinds of sports. You can learn proprioception. Um, sometimes in yoga, I have to actually physically say to someone, look at your foot. Because they, I've said, turn it out. Make sure it's turned out. Sometimes they don't turn all the way out. 
and then they just refuse to believe that that and then I'll say look at your foot and they'll go oh <laughs> because they're just not really communicating um, yeah. their foot isn't communicating to their head yeah. where it is in space I've often thought like when I go to the gym the mirrors and all and the time spent actually focusing on your body is part of what helps not just lifting the weights or doing the actual activity, but the fact that you're in touch with your body when you're there. You're paying attention to it. Absolutely, absolutely. And one of the things I like about yoga, because um, sometimes people will, in the gym, they'll blast their music mm. to, to not be in touch with their body, right? <laughs> they don't want to feel these feelings, that you know, the, these sensations. Um, one thing I like about yoga and some of the other classes is that it does get you in touch with that. The music's a little bit lower. If there's music at all some of my classes I don't play music at all because um, it's all about breathing and listening to the body so we don't need to listen to something else um, it's just it's a great thing to get in touch with that sometimes like I said you don't want to feel those things sometimes if you're in a long warrior too your leg is on fire and you want to run away from that <laughs> but part of yoga is sticking with that sensation and learning how to deal with it with equanimity yeah, I just got in touch with this expression, it is what it is. <laughs> I kind of like that. What do you yeah. think? Yeah, that's a very yeah. yoga expression. Yeah. Yeah, just to, just to kind of be there with it, whatever you're feeling today. Maybe today you're not feeling like doing whatever it is. Um, you don't want to be in this really deep warrior too. So you don't. You modify the, the, the pose to fit your body um, in that particular day. Every day we feel different, and every day our bodies are different. And um, if we listen to that, we'll have a good experience in yoga. Yeah. So would you say how, because the average listener is probably thinking, well, how do I listen better to my body? And maybe the obvious answer is to go to yoga more, but what would you say to help people you know with that? You know what you can do, too, is um, meditation. And I don't want to make it sound like this big production where you have to get a pillow and you have to sit on the floor and you have to do this and that and that and that just sitting down and listening to your breath and starting to really tune into the breath and feeling it come in and out of your body and then you'll start to feel how your body moves when you breathe and then you can start to go even deeper you can start to examine where does my breath live does it live in my chest do I breathe in my tummy um, and so now you're getting deeper into your body so just sitting and listening to your breath is a really good start yeah, I think it's hard because when I've, I've tried to meditate, I say I've tried because I have meditated, but not to the level that I want to. I want to get deeper into it because I realize the benefits. It's just so good for you. And because everyone now it's becoming more mainstream, you know, it used to be more like, oh, only kind of goofy people do yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's like, wow, everybody's doing it. So many people are stressed out in modern times. We've got anxiety. There's things going on. Hustle bustle. So people really need it more now than ever. When I go out into nature, I always suddenly feel calm. And I think to myself, I need to get out here more often. And I think meditation and yoga bring you there without having to go out far away from civilization into nature. Absolutely, absolutely. And meditation doesn't have to be where you go into an altered state. I think a lot of people are like, well, I'm not doing this right because nothing's happening. Nothing has to happen. Uh -huh. Just sitting and being quiet and breathing for a few minutes. That's it. That's meditation. Yeah. That's all it takes. If you can clear your mind, if you can really concentrate on the breath and start to clear your mind, then you're really getting into meditation. Um, and then eventually, you'll learn to get into that state without 
any you can do it when you're walking down the street and just that walking and and paying attention to your steps can yeah. be a meditation yeah i've heard of that walking meditation mm-hmm. yeah a lot of people benefit from that one because sitting still is hard yeah <laughs> sitting still when you're thinking i gotta do this i gotta do that exactly. what am i doing and we make up excuses right we do we do I'm, i can't sit still i'm too busy and the dogs are bothering me and uh-huh. the phone is ringing and i have to make dinner and blah 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 what about the i think yoga also helps this is like an added benefit right there's so many benefits to things that we don't realize we just look for the main benefit and then when we get into it we discover the subtleties so what about the benefit that yoga has of quieting the mind and helping you to control control your mind. See, when I speak, I often tell people, look at your hand. You have a hand, but you're not your hand. And similarly, so then when they realize I'm not my body, I have my body and I use it, but that's not me. That's just a part of me. So similarly, you have a mind, but you are not your mind. You are not your brain. You are the commander in the command center. But this is the command center, but you're the one. And so I even, when I was a classroom teacher, I would teach my second graders self-control. I'd say, fold your hands, sit up tall. If a fly lands on your nose, don't sweat it off. If an ant crawls up your pants, don't wiggle. You are in control of your body. The kids in Tibet can sit for hours. And I would get them to learn to control their bodies. And from there, education was simple and easy and great because they recognized they didn't have to squirm. They could control it. So similarly with yoga, I've noticed it can help you control your mind because the mind wants to wander. Like with meditation, they say, bring it back. But the same thing with yoga, you recognize I have a body, it's doing these things. I have a mind and right now I'm telling it to be still. Sometimes um, in yoga, we talk about the witness conscious. And that's that little totally rational voice in the back of your head. Like when you're having some kind of crazy fit and you're crying and (laughs) screaming or whatever, there's that voice in the back of your head that says, calm down. This is why are you doing this? That is your witness conscious. And we talk about that in yoga. That that witness consciousness um, doesn't judge. And it doesn't, like you said, it, you are part of the body, but it is not you. You are part of your mind, but it is not you. you it is your soul that is yes. you. And that witness consciousness just kind of looks at everything and says, well, your thigh, it's hot. Isn't that interesting? Uh, um, maybe it will become stronger. Uh, maybe it won't. Maybe we're going to fall down. <laughs> but it just just rationally kind of sees everything and doesn't judge it. And if you can kind of get in touch with that and just be an observer of the world and not be necessarily so much in the world, it can help you to really calm down because you're observing everything, but it doesn't affect you. Yeah. It is not you. It is right. it is outside of you. And you just observe it and and don't judge it and move on. Yeah. I think a lot of our strife is in our head. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times we say it's what's between our ears that's stopping us from doing things. And I also teach people about uh, when you're a child, you get all these programs. And then even society and our culture programs us to think a certain way. But when we get past that, when we start to realize, wait a minute, I don't have to believe that. A dear speaker friend of mine calls it your BS. Your belief system. <laughs> he says, what's your BS telling you, right? And really, if you have a belief system that, oh, I can't do yoga or, oh, I can't succeed in life. You know, we were always poor. I'm always going to be poor. My mom said rich people are bad. You know, whatever the program is, when you transcend it, 
you realize, and it's that that um, witness, the part of you that's just observing, that is able to be non-judgmental enough to see it. Because you yourself, you know, it's normal to judge, should I eat that or that? Is this healthy for me? Is that friend someone I should hang out with? Like, it is normal to judge. It helps you in life. But when we overdo it, or we do it just from what people tell us, I say to people, look, see what you see, not what someone else tells you to see. And that, I think, is a big part of this body-mind-spirit connection. And so tell us more about the observing non-judgmentally, because I've heard that in yoga classes. People have said, no judgment, right? Do not judge it. And that's a big point in life, just to not be judging everything. It stops you from experiencing the here and now and just enjoying and if you stop judging, you can really start to connect with people, yeah. right? Because they become, instead of being an other, um, something that you've judged, yeah. they, they can be, you can be open-minded to them and, and be able to listen to what they have to say, taking away those judgments. Um, but in yoga, yeah, we're often talking about not judging because we are, every second we're judging. Um, are my arms out wide enough? Uh, her pants are weird. <laughs> this Look hurts. I don't want to do it. Is. Yeah. This teacher, I don't know. Are we almost done? What time is it? And so you're constantly doing, making those little judgments. And they're usually harsh judgments about ourselves. Right. Like, oh my God, my hair looks terrible today. Why did I go out of the house? Stuff like that. And it, it's taking us out of the moment. Yeah. Um, it, we're not really in the moment if we're judging. We're, yeah. we're outside of the moment and we're, we're our mind are going a million miles a minute um, but if we can just sit there without judging and have the witness consciousness take over and it, it, it's just gonna say here we are a warrior too let's just breathe and it slows everything down yeah yeah Wow we have done great luck 13 and a half <laughs> minutes we got a minute and a half to just kind of wrap things up I'm so glad I met you I'm glad I met you I'm so glad I listened to those two people that said hey you should try Heather's yoga class here's the thing being present and saying you know what this could not maybe it's not just the person maybe it's the universe pointing me in that direction so oftentimes when we're willing to listen to that still small voice that says do it you know go do something new try something new and listen to a new direction I think it almost always works out how about for you yeah Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. You want to kind of listen to those little nudges that the yeah. universe gives you um, because they can lead you into new and amazing and wonderful things that you might have never tried. Yeah. So so I'm glad I met you and I'm glad we did this. And is there anything else you want to tell our listeners? I don't think so. Try yoga. It's the most amazing life changing thing. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to be good at it. It's not something you're good or bad at. You just come and you do and you try and you see what happens. Great. Thanks so much, Heather. I'm so glad you Thank joined you. us. And goodbye, listeners. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Remember, tune in every day for a new episode. Bye-bye.